Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we are finishing up on parenting. Yes. Which... You know, we certainly don't have intention to make you wait a long time for good information. And maybe this is probably the fourth or fifth episode now. There's I have just to double so check. much. There is a lot. Yeah. And, and I we're kinda, not even really scratching the surface, I feel I know, like. it's true. And we probably err on the side of maybe too much versus, I don't know. You don't agree that's all right? Nah. I mean, I think there's just a lot out there, right? <laughs> there I think is. some things people are going to go... Gosh, you know, this is so, I totally have these ones down. And then other ones, you go, oh, got to work on that a little bit more. So we're just throwing it all out there and we just get excited about a topic. So we just want to talk about it for a while. (laughs) Yes. And we always have a lot that we want to talk about. So, yeah. And finishing up then with parenting, a couple of ideas that we still want to talk about more um, principles and these are all related, right? So there's a lot of overlap, but one thing, especially we talk about consequences a lot. Yes. As much as you can try to let the natural consequences take effect Yeah. in your children's lives. In other words, don't keep them from the full effects of their choices. And right. I think a good example, I mean, kids, Little kids especially, it doesn't feel like it's their life necessarily. This is a lot, I think, right. as they get older and into teenage years. Because a little kid, you tell them you got to brush your teeth, you got to brush your teeth. And it's like, it's not even their teeth. They think it's like your teeth, right. it's the parents. So they're like, if I don't brush my teeth, I don't care. It's right. like not even my it's teeth, not, right? <laughs> there's not as much ownership. And <laughs> yes, you haven't differentiated quite yet all the way and all of those things. So it can be tough. If you let them get the natural consequence, it's like cavity pain in their jaw, in their tooth. And it's like, okay, now that'll teach you, right? So you have to find balance, but we definitely want to (laughs) allow the natural consequences to take effect as much as we can. Right. Age appropriate according to, you know, what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we have to bounce ideas off other people to know for sure. I think that's really helpful, right? To kind of, okay, what, where are you at? Where, what would you do in this situation? I think it's really helpful to kind of get some different feedback from different people about, you know, I think there's a lot of literature out there that kind of talks about age appropriate consequences as well, but it can be tricky at first to kind of figure out, okay, well now you're this age. And so this is about how much accountability you should have and how can I structure this Right. When they're three, you can't, you know, say, well, if you don't brush your teeth and you get a cavity, then you're going to have to pay for the cavity. Yeah. Like you're, they don't understand that, but you know, as a teenager, that might end up being a good natural Mm -hmm. consequence for them, or you have to pay a portion of it or. Here's an example. You know, okay, go ahead. My daughter who will never listen to this. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) In a lane going straight, stopped. Then deciding, you know, I think I do want to turn left right here. 
and oh, just going right yes. into the left lane. Did not see the truck coming up behind her. Uh-huh. And, of course, they have right-of-way, but she's 16, new license, and they just run into her. She's okay. It wasn't a big deal, but yes. the car will probably have, I'm guessing, 1000 to 1500 in damage. Uh-huh. And it breaks my heart, and she's going to pay it. Yeah. And it's going to basically take all of her money <laughs> that she's been saving. But this is really good to learn. Now, some of you listening are like, what? You're not going to pay half or something? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes down. But I'm pretty sure as of now, she's just going to pay it. That's the plan she's saving. But think of how she's going to learn because that's just the consequence of the choice. Right. Um, so examples like that. They're hard. They're hard. But... She will never make that mistake again mm-hmm. once she has to put this money that she wanted for something else into just fixing the car. And it's not even her car. So right. it's kind of like, oh, bummer. Yes. Um, I'm like, no, I, I need that car to be in good shape because if I sell it, it's going to be worth less because of this big, you know, quarter panel door, both dent thing right. going on. Right. So. And I'm going to cover the increase in your insurance, <laughs> right? I don't know. We'll see. Because of that, you know, or, or however yep. it is yep. that you end up. Because that's the natural consequence. Kind of balancing it out. Yeah. And if I just said, you know, don't worry about it. That's tough. I know. And then I covered everything. Is she going to be more cautious, more aware? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't have to sacrifice. It wasn't her pain in a sense. So natural consequences are the best teachers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's a hard it's a hard thing sometimes to figure out, figure out what the balance is. But, okay. Another one that we want to talk about is inviting and encouraging choices and decisions and all of that versus forcing and coercing. Yeah. And this, I think, goes back a little bit, again, kind of that overlap with one of the ones we were talking about last time about how you're teaching the responsibility and that that's just as important as teaching it in the first yeah. place, yep. right? Definitely. So when we're in there and we're trying to force or coerce them to do something, they're not going to, it's not going to help your relationship and eventually you may end up pushing them away from what you're hoping them to learn and do and, and maintain long-term. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, this is just as good for everybody, spouses, especially. Oh yes. Every relationship, every relationship, it kind of goes back to this. What's your theory of change? That's always a fun question. You ask somebody, okay, so something's happening here in this relationship. How are you going to change them? I'll ask that. And it's like a trick question. Uh-huh. And I, I'm interested what they're going to say. And about half will tell me how they plan to change them. And the other half will say, well, I, I can't. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Good, good. But if, if we are going to try to change somebody, is it going to be force and coercion? Right. Or is it going to be by way of invitation? Yes. And then what's the best invitation? So it's a good, it's a good concept. Right. And right. am I now forcing people coercing, compelling people to do things, um, our children. Okay. Well, they'll probably do it, but what relationship cost am I paying? Right. And they don't want to be around me or maybe they're afraid of me. Yes. Um, which I don't want that to be, which kind of also goes back to this point we talked about last episode of how you do it is as important as what you're doing. Right. So maybe their room gets clean, but they, 
are afraid of me and they don't want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they have a clean room. Yeah. So. Or they don't, you know, they choose later in life to not ever clean anything ever <laughs> because it was such a traumatizing event for them growing up. Yeah. And, you know, that could apply to anything, right? And we see that sometimes even with, like, religion and different things like oh, that. Yeah. How much are we forcing them? And then sometimes they just pull away from that because they're like, I, I, don't, I don't like that. Yep. I don't like how it made me feel to be yes. forced into that situation. Yes. Let the consequences do the heavy lifting. You mm-hmm. approach by way of invitation and encouragement. Right. And if they choose not to whatever, then it can be a very calm, well, then this. If you choose to this, then you're choosing this. If you right. choose not to clean your room, then you're choosing not to play video games. Which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not super crazy about you doing anyway. So, like, I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. No, no, wait, wait. So, versus, like, you have to clean your room. You need to get, get it done. Get in there. Yeah. Do it. Like. I can't believe I've told you 8,000 times. So much energy goes into that. <laughs> I know. Force and coercion, so much energy. It's it's easier to let the consequences do the work. Yes. Yep. I love that. And, and that's really the only, that's really how we want to show up in each other's lives. We want to, we want to make different choices and we want to choose differently in how we show up in relationship and that's an invitation for the other person right right? and that's where we see it showing up in marriage or adult relationships it's well I can't change them I can change my behavior with my boundaries or how I'm showing up and that's an invitation for the other person to either meet me there or choose something different with their life Right. right and this happens a lot I'm just thinking betrayal now where Mm-hmm. There's a sense of I need to control so mm-hmm. that the outcome is what I want. Yeah. But then the spouse feeling controlled starts to withdraw and isolate. Yes. And it's like, you don't want to do this, which means I'm not important to you. And it's hard to say, well, or or they're feeling coerced, coerced. compelled, forced. And they're naturally, because we resist that. We yeah. just naturally Nobody do. Nobody loves that. Nobody does. Um, so how can we get them to do this on their own? where there's more buy-in and there's more motivation because it doesn't mean they don't love you and they don't want to fix this. They're just feeling like smothered. And <laughs> if you ask them, they'll say, I'm like this dog in the corner that keeps getting kicked. And the spouse says, well, it just feels like you don't even care that all mm-hmm. this has happened and you don't seem to be working recovery. So it's an interesting, interesting um, application that, moves forward not just with our children but in all areas areas of life yeah i'm sure we could probably talk about almost all of these (laughs) all of these tools in relation to how they apply to adults as well right yep so the next one (laughs) i don't know why i went off on all that i might just cut all that out okay the next one let's differentiate between fair this is my favorite this is a good one and equal. Yes. <laughs> because we use those interchangeably, but they mean different things. Yes. And trust me, this will be helpful with your children to explain the difference. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because we've never heard our our sweet child say, that's not fair. <laughs> that never happened. Never. Because they're thinking fair and equal actually mean the same thing. So if mm-hmm. they get this, I get exactly that too. 
well, they get to stay up late. That's yes. not fair. They're so, seven years older than you. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you mean? Yeah, much older than you. So fair is what's appropriate to a person or a situation. Yes. Whereas equal is literally the, the same. same. Yeah. And that can be helpful to know the difference. Yes, I love being able to explain that in that situation. So when my 11-year-old says that exact thing, yep. I want to stay up and I don't get how come, you know, and it's like, well, you're 11, they're 17. Actually, when they were 11, they weren't even allowed to stay <laughs> up as late as I'm letting you stay yep, up. Yep. But it's a slightly different situation because you are the youngest of the siblings rather than the oldest of the siblings. And so I'm allowing you to do that. But this is fair. It is right. fair and it's appropriate. It's appropriate too. And this can open up some good conversations where there's more trust with one child than another. Yes. And again, since we're doing a good job, right, of separating person uh -huh. from behavior, we yes. can say their behavior has created more trust. So even if they're the same age, it might be different because, right. and then, you know, you do your best to try to explain this, but equal and fair are different. Yes. And <laughs> equal would be everybody, everybody gets a teddy bear for Christmas, no matter how old you are. Right. So if your sibling... <laughs> who's seven gets a teddy bear, you're 17, you're getting one too. Yes. You probably don't want things to be equal. You want them to be fair. Right. And fair means it's going to be different based on the situation. So. Right, right. The seven-year-old doesn't want a gas card. But the 17-year-old <laughs> definitely wants right. a gas gift card. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> so that can be helpful when you're hearing a lot of it's not fair, it's not fair. Yes. No, it's I just, just not the same. I really love that. Yes, yeah. it's not the same. It's not equal. It's fair. Yep. And that is appropriate. Good for adults, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would have been good for me. I remember as a child always saying, <laughs> it's not fair. Not fair, yeah. Not fair. Oh, we've all. I'm not even sure. Like, I don't even know the situations. I just remember that being a big thing for me. Fair yeah. was really important to my mm. soul <laughs> for some reason. Truth and justice. Yes. Like a I don't know what superhero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next one we want to talk about is... That you need, where we're just barely talking about this a little bit, but again, the overlap. You need a parenting program for each child because one size does not fit all. Yeah, and you figure that out if you have more than one child already. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, so our children, because this is what we reference all the time, my uh -huh. oldest, my first, very, very structured, very organized, very right-brain thinker. And if I just threaten timeout, he's like, he's good. Yeah. And I'm like, this parenting thing's not so hard. Yeah, this is easy. What's the, what's the big deal here? <laughs> okay. My second child, bless her heart. I love her. Again, she hopefully will never even listen to this. The complete opposite. And if I put her in timeout, she would sit and bang her head against the wall for an hour straight. It's yeah. like, surely you'll stop, right? What? So uh -huh. the approach with her was like a sit her in my lap and hold her and talk to her and tickle her arm and get her to calm down. Completely different. Yes. So be prepared. And that's okay, by the way. That, that doesn't mean you're not a good parent, that your children are so different. Right. They kind of come packaged that way, right? Yes, absolutely. The same 
very, very similar experience. Or my oldest is very mild mannered, really, um, looked, looked to do things the way to please that, you yes, to, to please yeah. you and, and to just a very gentle, gentle soul. And I thought, man, I'm just, I'm such a great it's a piece of cake. Parent. Yeah. What's like, everybody talking about? I'm so good at this. <laughs> like, and then my second was born and she's my autistic kiddo and, and oh boy, it was, it was a total a 180. Huh? Yeah. And very much, um, very much is she's very much I will do the things my way on my time and yep. she's the one that I've referenced before that that says well I want to do what I want to do <laughs> of course yep that's and, where it came <laughs> and so um being able to have a different different ways of interacting with them they I interact with them very very differently yeah. uh-huh. and that one very different and then I thought oh well, this one's at this extreme, and this one's at this extreme. So I wonder which one my third will be at. Well, guess what? There's a third dimension and a fourth <laughs> dimension, and however many yep. kids you have, yep. they're all very, very different. And so it's so important to be able to recognize what each of them needs and, and provide that for them. And yeah. that may mean that based on you know some of the other things we've talked about in the other past episodes, things aren't going to be equal. Right. Um, or you're going to have one child that gets rewarded for an effort that gets them a, a B minus where another child might not get rewarded for effort unless it's an A. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that's okay. Yep. That yep. is fair. It's fair. Not equal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So finally, and this is just really good sort of parenting. I talked about this again today with um, little children who are, throwing a lot of fits and temper tantrums and parents are like, help, what do we do? So here's the idea. You want to ignore age typical behavior that's not hurting them or others or property Mm. and reinforce positive behavior often. So let me break that down. Typically, and children are different, but typically behavior that's ignored will become extinct. It will go away. Because it's not being reinforced or rewarded. If I don't get something for this, even if it's just attention, I'm not very interested in continuing to do it. Now, some children are really, really stubborn and they will do this for a lot longer than, say, another child yes. would before they figure out I need to do something different. Yes. And, and that's hold okay. on. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but if there's behavior that you do not like, as long as they're not hurting themselves or somebody else or covering your wall in permanent marker or something, um, you can ignore it. But on the other side, make sure that it's not just what they shouldn't be doing that they hear a lot from you, but that mm-hmm. there is positive, you know, if they're not doing something wrong, they're doing something right. And if they're doing something right, try to... Um, compliment them, reinforce that. You're playing so well with your yes. brother right now. Things like that. Yes. And that, that helps kind of create that, again, like that five to one balance, right? That Gottman talks oh, yeah. about uh-huh. that five positive to one negative, especially if you have a really strong-willed child to have that catching them doing it well and ignoring yes. as much as you possibly yep. can yep. to help them move um, in that positive direction and not 
just feel put upon and all the time. Yes. Like nothing they can do. That's yep. right. Definitely. So these are some ideas, certainly not comprehensive, but I really believe that if you do these well, try to do these well, pay attention to these, you have awareness, um, it'll make a difference and you'll feel better as a parent. Not only will right. you do better parenting, mm-hmm. you'll have less feelings of shame and inadequacy and failure, um, so hopefully this has empowered you to feel like you kind of can get a handle on this and, and do a good job. I mean, mostly. And hopefully you're looking at a lot of these going, oh, I'm doing like several yeah. of these really, oh, really well. Sure. I'm awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. And and then find the ones that can make a difference. Kind of take, take your parenting to the next level. Uh-huh. Definitely. And if you need to, go back and re-listen to these. Yeah, I probably will. Take notes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What was that one when we were talking about? I feel like I need to do that better. Fair and equal. I just love that one so much. That's probably my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.